Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome back to the English with Kirsty podcast. And I know it's been a while. I took a, a bit of a break from the podcast, which went on for longer than I expected it to and longer than I planned it to. Um, but I am back now and I have more content for you. And um, we hope to be getting back to a more regular schedule again um, for people that have subscribed. So this week I wanted to share something that actually came up in the Facebook group. And if you are interested in joining the Facebook group, you can do that. Um, I'll leave a link to it on the show notes page. Um, but just remember, if you do do that, then you do need to answer the questions because there are some questions um, when anybody tries to join the Facebook group just to keep out um, bots and, and people that aren't really looking to learn English. Um, so if you just answer the questions in English or German, then I will know that you're a real person, especially if you say that you, you saw, um, heard about the group from the podcast, then, you know, that's I'll know who you are. Um, but anyway, if you want to find out what that is, you can go to the show notes page, which is englishwithkirstycom slash podcast slash episode 146. And that's where you'll find it. OK, so in the group, um, somebody asked a question about words like propose and suggest and what the difference is and whether I had any more. So I decided to do a wise old owl post about this which is also now a podcast episode so um, for anyone who's new the wise old owl um, well it's a, a picture of an owl basically um, and you'll know those posts and those podcast episodes because um, you will see the picture of the owl and that means that it's a question that's come from somewhere either on the podcast or one of my students or in this case the Facebook group and if you have any questions for the wise old owl um, you can also let me know. Um, send me an email, Kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or even podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. We have both. Um, just make sure you spell my name right in the English with Kirsty, which is K-I-R-S-T-Y. Okay, so going back to the question, what kind of words do we have when we want to ask for something to be done? And why do we even care? You know, if there are lots of options, why is it important? The reason why it's important is because you use them in different situations. You know, if you're asking your boss to do something for you, it's a bit different than if you ask your your child to do something or your partner. It's it's different relationships, um, different levels of authority, often different levels of um, formality as well. You can't just walk up to the director and say, hey, do you fancy a beer tonight? Because they're probably going to say no um, if they don't know you. You know, if you have to make it appropriate to the situation. So let's look at some of them in more detail. So if you say something like you are required to, now that is very formal. You don't really say that. Um, it's, it's something you may see in writing though, but it means there is no choice here. You have to, like if there's a requirement, it's something that has to be done. It's not negotiable, you need to do it. So, you know, you're required to wear protective clothing in this part of the factory. It's, it's a legal requirement, perhaps. It's a safety requirement. You have to do it. It's not your choice. It's just something that you have to do. So if you use this, um, it's very strong. It's it's basically saying you don't have a choice here. You, you have to do it. You need to. Um, it's 
it's not really a choice. It's basically still saying that you have to, you need to do something. It's not quite as strong as you are required to, though. And it's something that we are more likely to say um, in spoken English. So, oh, you need to do this by tomorrow. That's the deadline. You know, you need to give that back when you finish with it. It's something that somebody has to do. You're not asking them, would you mind? Would it be okay if you're saying they still have to do it? But it sounds a bit less formal than you're required to. And I can't remember the last time I said you're required to to somebody. But I do say you are need to. You need to to people. Okay, the next one is I propose that. Okay, that's quite <clears throat> that's quite formal as well. Um, I mean, if you just propose, if you say that somebody proposed, it means that they asked somebody to marry them. So don't mix those two up. If you're making a suggestion for something to be done at work, you're you're making a proposal, you're, you're proposing a cause of action. You propose that something happens, but you're not just proposing because then you're asking somebody to marry you. So um, to propose something is quite formal. It's usually used in situations where, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's you don't propose that. Um, you go for lunch with your partner tomorrow. That's that's too um, formal for the situation. But you might propose that some changes are made to the way that something is done at work. Um, and you may also have documents to support this, why it's a good proposal, um, how it will save the company time and money. It's something that you um, are suggesting, but it's more of a kind of formal suggestion. There's probably a reason for it. You can justify it in some way. Um, or you can propose that the whole project team meets again in two weeks after the actions have been worked on, something like that. So it's it's not something that you would use in a in an informal situation. It's it's usually related to to work or something. You you don't really use it with your family. If you make a request, I request that um, you're asking for something. It's a bit more formal than just asking for something. I ask that you, I request. It's usually that something is done or is not done for that. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, it can be either. But a request is that you want something. Um, and so it's not, I request that you make me a cup of tea. It's, it's you know, usually something you're requesting information. Um, you're requesting help with something. It's It's more kind of formal because it's, usually related to to work or you know if, if a company is making a request of you then it's it's asking for something or for you to do something please can you you can't really go wrong with please can you unless it's somebody who you shouldn't be asking to do something like if you if you go and ask somebody like a senior manager oh please can you make me a cup of coffee they still probably won't say yes unless they like you and want to make you a cup of coffee it's kind of suggesting that it's a reasonable request but it's informal so you know please can you help me with this please can you give me some information please can you stop doing that it doesn't always have to be something you want somebody to do but it's it's quite informal please can you but it's also it's a reasonable request you're, you're not asking somebody oh would you mind if or would it be possible to it's it's please can you is quite direct um and, and therefore you think it's a reasonable request and you usually use it when you don't think the other person is going to have a problem with a request I advise you to, or I advise that, or I would advise, is you're not asking them to do something. You're not even telling them. You're just saying, I think this would be a good idea. This is the course of action that I would take. And this is what I think you should do as well. 
Okay, so that's giving advice. And remember that advice, if you give advice, it's with a C. But if you're talking about advising someone as a verb, it's with an S. And also, we don't have advices. I often see people talking about advices, but we don't have advices. We can give someone some good advice or a piece of advice, but we don't have advices. So you, after advising, we have a suggestion. I suggest that you, so this isn't, this is the, the course of action you should take. This is just, yeah, I suggest that you, um, whatever you, you suggest, but it's like making a suggestion. It's, it's saying, have you thought about doing it this way? Have you thought about this? So you are suggesting a course of action, but it's not the same as giving advice and telling somebody that that, that is what they should do. It's just making a suggestion. They can take it or leave it. Okay, so I would like you to. It's, it's yeah, it's like, please, can you? I would like you to. It's not really asking, it's just expressing that you would like them to do the thing. So it's not really a yes or no, like, you know, can you, can you help with this? It's like, I'd like you to do this. So you usually use that more in a situation where it's reasonable for you to tell someone else what to do or to make a request of somebody. Um, you don't usually say, I would like you to, if the other person has more authority than you or if the other person has no reason to do what you're asking them to. Um, so if somebody said to me, I would like you to, to arrange a meeting with me tomorrow, and I'm thinking, well, I don't even know who you are, that that, that probably wouldn't happen. Um, but if it's, um, if when I used to be a manager and I had staff and I'd say, I'd, I'd like you to, um, to, I don't know, come and speak to me tomorrow morning, we need to sort this out, then that is a reasonable request because it's my staff, unless there's a reason why they can't, which we could then discuss. But um, it's it's a reasonable thing to, to say that you want to have a meeting with the people in your team. Whereas if somebody from another team came and said, I would like you to come and meet with me tomorrow, then you're thinking, well, that's okay. But please, can you or please, can we arrange a meeting would, would have been better there. And that's the reason, one of the reasons why I'm doing this, because sometimes the request in itself isn't bad. You know, having a meeting isn't bad. But if you choose the wrong thing, um, it can it can annoy people. Or if you say something that's too formal for the situation, it can sound a bit strange. And usually, you know, when people are working with language that isn't the native language, people have some kind of understanding for that, especially people that speak more than one language themselves. But sometimes with monolingual people who only speak English, they don't understand how we just know what, what sounds right in a situation because it's our native language and we've learnt it and so they may not always respond as well to a situation like that as somebody who knows how it feels to have to think in another language and to decide which kind of question is the best one. Um, why don't you or why don't we is it's yeah it's giving an advice it's making a suggestion but rather than saying I suggest that you it's, that's quite formal. So if you're talking to a friend, why don't you do it later? Um, why don't you, um, why don't you ask someone else if they can help you? Why don't you come back um, later? Or why don't you do it again when it's when it's not raining or something? It's, it's making a suggestion. Um, why don't you? It's not asking literally why don't you? It's it's a way of saying yeah here's an idea you could do it this way and then we say why don't you so it's, it's not like a literal question um why why don't you do something it's, it's more like a suggestion hey that this is an idea let's you know you could think about doing it this way
shall we is that's also like a suggestion but it's, it's suggesting something like shall we um talk about this tomorrow or shall we make a plan and, and decide who's doing what so it's not saying i think that you should do it this way it's it's making it about us like shall we you never say shall you you sometimes say shall i if you're suggesting like um shall i write down everything we'll need and then we can um discuss it later or shall i finish this while you do that or yeah even shall i make some drinks or whatever but it's shall i is okay shall we is okay but you never say shall you because that doesn't make sense um it's it's basically suggesting that i or we do something and i want to know what you think about it i'm not saying oh this is the best idea ever i'm just making a suggestion yeah this is an idea shall i do this or shall we do this and then you can say yes or no but it's not a direct request for the other person to do something and let's let's is the last one on this list it just basically means let us so it's only when you use it when you're talking about us so there's got to be another person involved there can be more it can be a group of people or it can just be one more person but you never say let i or well, you say let me but that that's different that means um allow me to do something but let us is not allow us to do something it's it's basically an informal way of saying yeah let let's do something this is this is an idea it's like shall we but it's kind of more that you think this is a good idea and this is what you want to do but it is very informal so the problem with let's i've seen is when people use it in situations where the other person isn't likely to agree um and let's kind of assumes that the other person will want to do the thing that you're doing so i don't know let's go shopping if you say that to somebody who hates shopping then they're going to say well no let's not let's let's do something else um and if you want a colleague to do something if you say let's go through the figures now when you can see that they're really busy then the chances are they're going to say you know let's not go through the figures now because i have to finish something else off um and this is the problem where i've seen it being used incorrectly where people think oh that's a nice friendly way of making a suggestion and using it when they're actually asking something from the other person or inconveniencing the other person or asking the other person to do something they don't really want to do in that case let's isn't a good choice like would you mind if would be okay there would it be okay if would also be okay but let's is usually for something positive that you think the other person's going to want to do so let's yeah let's go for a coffee or something like that so it, you think that the chances of the other person saying yes are quite high and, and that's when you can use let's and also because it's informal you don't use it with somebody who has you know a lot more authority than you or is is further up in the pecking order hierarchy it's it's got to be something quite that you're already um, quite familiar with and that you speak to quite informally so if you want to have a look at these um, I will also link to the blog post that I wrote about this because it's it's listed them all out and I wrote a bit of information about each one so if you want to look at the list again I will also link to the blog post that I wrote about it um, and you can just get the information from the show notes page as well so to get there you go to englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 146 okay so that's just a run through of um, the answer to one of the questions i was asked as i said before if you have any questions for the wise old owl let me know um, and if you have any other ideas or suggestions for things that you'd like to be covered in the podcast let me know that as well and i'll do my best 
Um, otherwise, have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.